Good morning, everybody out there in the Derbyverse. This is Jackie Bauer from Power Through the Fourth Whistle. And today I'm sharing some Derby thoughts. This topic was actually a suggestion from Coach Dan. Because I don't know if you guys noticed, but Christmas is coming. And I love Christmas. It's a wonderful time of year. I am trying my darndest to get my Christmas decorations out, but I have not finished the job because I have a lot of decorations. It's kind of my thing. However, a lot of people, because I've been in Derby so long, come to me with questions when they need to shop for gear. And this is that beautiful time of year when your family might help, like, sponsor your derby career by giving you the things you need at Christmas time. And the question is, what, which things are actually most important? So this is going to be a three-part series. I've got six ideas in each part. Today, we're just doing part one, which is the most essential items you need as a derby skater and how to shop well. Because, man, I wish I understood these things better when I was a new skater. I did not know anything. I had the most junky junk you've ever seen. And I had it for like a year and a half before I actually upgraded to things that were good and I think when you're new, you just don't know what's good and you don't know what your needs are yet. So uh, I'm just going to go through this and hopefully it reaches a wide range of people, new skaters and now skaters, because I have talked to so many people. I have tried out so many things and it's not that I'm the best skater in the world so much as I'm one of those people who obsessively researches things before making a purchasing decision. So I might have already done a lot of the legwork for you and can cut down on some of that. So new skaters, veteran skaters, everybody skaters, the most important thing to get right in your derby career is getting a real pair of skates. Now, your first pair of skates can be any darn thing. I will tell you a funny story of how when I started Derby, I went on Amazon and I typed roller derby skates and there was a brand that like literally said roller derby on the sides of the skates. I don't know what these things were. They had a lace cover. I thought that was cool. They had some neon green wheels, which I never discovered the durometer for. And I did not know that this was important at the time, but the trucks, the plates, like the trucks were not adjustable at all and they had absolutely no lateral action. So the most difficult thing for me passing skills was actually trying to do laterals because my skates fought me tooth and nail <laughs> and my wheels were so slippery and I was on a slippery floor, but darn it, did I try really hard and I had that stuff for a really long time. Um. Nobody knew. They just thought, oh, you're new. You're a bad, you're probably a bad skater right now. The truth was I actually became a better skater because I struggled with crappy gear first, with crappy supplies, crappy skates. I had to fight through some things. And then when I got real skates, 
it was like I was transformed magically into a superhero. Like my laterals were so amazing because they weren't hard anymore. <laughs> Everything about my skating like that I'd been struggling with suddenly came together. So I would not change anything about my path. I would say when you start roller derby, you have to decide if you even really like it. So do not buy expensive skates to start. But just just get some loner stuff, some loner gear, some loner skates. See if you can be on those for at least a few months. I would say buy your first real skates six months to a year into your derby career when you have fully committed. And um, I can tell you just a little bit about the different brands, the different qualities some of the skates have. Now, keep in mind, I'm not sponsored by anybody. I'm not getting any money for any recommendations, but I'm hoping I can do some of the legwork to send you on a path that will help you out. So first, skates. Um, Rydell Boots is pretty much the most popular one out there. They make a really good product. They've been making it for years. I have never, ever had a problem with a Rydell boot. Um, there's always a break-in period in most of them, sure, even the ones that say that there isn't a break-in period. But they're, they're a fine quality boot. They last two to three years, and that's about when you want to replace your skates anyway. So I've never had any problem with that. I've had a lot of Rydell skates. It's fine. Um, Bont's. I think Bont is the perfect brand if you have unique feet. I was just talking to a teammate the other day, and it turns out one of her feet is, it's like longer than the other foot uh, by maybe a half inch or an inch, I think she said. So that's really unique. It makes it hard for her to buy shoes. So what you can do with Bond is you can trace your foot and they will custom make boots that go specifically for your feet. So if you have really narrow feet, really wide feet, really small feet, different size feet, anything that makes you a little bit different, Bond is probably the company you want to go to for specializing and customization. I think they do that better than anybody else. And... um the last time I went shopping for skates, I did a lot of research with Moda and Kaya. And honestly, when I tried on the skates between them and I was look, looking at their their qualities, their claim to fame, like whatever they said they could do, I feel those two brands are very similar. And whichever one you choose, you'll probably get a similar result. I think Moda is a fantastic brand. Uh, it is run by Moda Matrix. She's lovely. And I will say that their customer service is super on point because I, um, I bought some Moda skates. It did not work out. Like I, for me, just for me, Moda did not work out. I will not bad mouth Moda though, because everyone else who's gotten Moda skates loves them, like super duper loves them and doesn't have the problems that I had at all. So my situation was really unique. But what Moda did, which was fantastic, was when I came to them with the problem, they had some ideas on how to solve it. We, I shipped my skates back to them. They sent me back a boot that was half a size bigger. I um, asked for the plates to be mounted in a different place because uh, the mounting was different than what I was used to. And it felt a little better, but I just wasn't in love with them. Um, but the customer service was really good. 
And I have since traded skates with a teammate who loves them. She's really into them and thinks she's going to get used to them and have a great time. So they have gone to a good home. No problems with Moda. I think Kaya is very similar in that regard. Like It's just another good brand of skates. Um, as far as the style of antique boots goes, uh, I haven't seen as many anymore. But there was a point in time where the team I was on, every skater had antique boots, it seemed like, because... I think part of it was the style, but a bigger part of it was they felt like it would protect their ankles better. And I personally feel that's like irrational because uh, I don't think an antic is going to prevent you from breaking your ankle more than any other type of skate, but it mentally made them feel better. So there's that. Um, it's just not my bag. I like a low cut boot because I have bendy ankles. I like to be flexible. I don't want to feel restricted in any way. <laughs> but you know, if you're if you have some sort of fear of ankle things, high boots might make you feel better, and that's where you would go to antic. All right. Uh, next most important thing: helmet, 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 helmet. I had some crappy used helmet to start with. I don't even think it fit properly. It moved all over the place. And then I got upgraded to another kind of crappy helmet. And then I, you know, got one of my first concussions. And I finally got a really good helmet. I really love S1 helmets. I got into them because there were so many ads. And then when I started using them, I really liked them. I've had several hits to the head since. I've had more incidents happen with my head. But... The S1 helmet is a good quality product. It really fits snugly. It's not distracting. I can hear everything. I've tried hockey helmet and I did not enjoy that experience at all because man, did it make my head sweat and it fit so tightly. I couldn't wear like a bandana to catch the extra sweat. So I remember there was a time I was standing on the jam line and this girl on the other team started laughing at me because my braid was literally dripping onto the track, like full on dripping. I was like, this is embarrassing. And I, I felt like it, the hockey helmet, it didn't give me as much um, peripheral vision. And because of the way it came around uh, my ears a bit, I also felt like that impacted my hearing a little bit. I don't know. I feel like the S1 helmet was the best way to have a really protective helmet that feels like a derby helmet. But since then, the Triple Eight Sweat Saver has come out. And as far as I can tell, it does the same darn thing as S1. So uh, you can just go whatever way you want with that. I think either product is a good product. And, you know, you just kind of have to go with, you know, what's up with your team? Do they want matching helmets? You want to make sure that you match your team if they're into that. It, shiny finish, matte finish. Do you want a color? If you get a color, do not get a color that clashes with your team's look because it's super distracting. <laughs> get something that at least matches the jerseys. I have a teammate who has a watermelon pattern helmet. It's really funny, but our jerseys are neon green, so it's fine. And uh, if you're the type of person who wears a pivot stripe or a jammer star pretty often, then you can almost get away with whatever the heck you want if it's going to be covered up all the time. <laughs> because, you know, those derby photos, that's that's what we all do it for, right? <laughs> the 
The third item on my list of the most essential things to be looking at for every derby skater needs to be aware of knee pads. Um, I injured my knee early on starting derby and then probably my other one at some point. In any case, knee things have been things for me. Um, I think knee problems are something that's really easy to pick up for almost everybody, especially when you're new to derby, you're falling a lot because you're trying new things. And if you're wearing really crappy knee pads, like I was getting like the cheapest ones, there's like hardly any padding. And someday you're going to get old and you're going to have regrets in your life <laughs> and your knees are going to be a part of that. You really want to protect those things because it's not like you have the option of like not walking. You kind of want to be able to do that. And so I've tried a lot of different knee pads. Um, I would say stay away, stay away from the really, really, really thin ones. As much as it's a pain in the butt to have bigger knee pads, it's a question of do I like my knees or do I hate my knees? Um, you know, you kind of go back and forth. Uh, I had a love for patterned knee pads for a while. I had these lovely yellow leopard print ones that I kept for four years because I liked them so much. They're actually a good quality knee pad, but four years is longer than you want to keep a knee pad. You should be replacing them two to three max because the padding does wear down and it's important to keep protecting your knees. Um, I had Smith scabs for a while, mostly because I wanted the snow leopard print to replace my 187 limited edition yellow leopard print ones that had lasted for four years. Like I, I definitely love 187 knee pads. Those are a good quality product, but they're bulky. That's my only thing against them, but they're a good product. Smith scabs, they look cooler cause they've got a lot of cooler patterns, but it's not a better product. Uh, I had problems with them where like this strap thing on the back would just come detached a lot. Like it shouldn't happen at all. And it was happening maybe every couple of weeks or so it might come detached. And it's just a weirdo thing to happen. And then I finally decided, well, I, these Smith scabs are stupid. They're not really protecting my knees anymore. I'm, I'm actually hurting when I fall now on my knees and I'm starting to resent anyone who hits me because I don't want to fall on my knees. And that's, that's stupid. You need to play derby. Uh, so I tried out the S1 knee pads and these are now my favorite knee pads. The tough thing is the price tag is more hefty. Uh, while the Smith scabs are cheap, 187s are a little bit more. The uh, S1s are close to $100, but they are not as bulky as 187s. I feel like I'm getting the best protection I've ever had with a knee pad. And the fit is better than I've ever had before because they have in-between sizes. So you can get between a small and a medium, between a medium and a large, etc. And I think you're a lot more likely to get the fit you need because of that. And so... If you can afford it, I highly suggest at some point in your career, treat yourself to a really nice pair of knee pads. This is the most type, the most important type of protective gear besides your helmet. Those knees, man, you need those knees. <laughs> 
Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jam-A-Llama, to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. Uh, number four, let's go to elbow pads. After all of that drama about knee pads, I don't really give a crap about elbow pads. Like I've never had, I've never had an elbow injury in Derby. Um, I don't see very many people that do. I actually have a bit of an, um, elbow injury thing happening right now with both of my elbows because over the summer I did some overtraining. So now I have a bit of tennis elbow. That's not Derby related at all. That's just me pushing too hard when I shouldn't have. But as far as elbow pads go, my personal preference is I don't like bulky ones. I don't like, you know, because I, I sweat a lot, like a lot, a lot. And the more stuff you have on your body, the more sweaty you are. So I, I really like the smaller profile ones. I had some 187 elbow pads for years that I really liked. Um, I'm not even sure how many years, maybe three, three years sounds good. And they were great, but eventually they started to wear down a little bit. I liked the product so much that I replaced it with the exact same product. They did make a change, however. They changed what sides the Velcro was on as far as like where the soft part was and where the abrasive part was. So whereas before the abrasive part was facing outward, and if I didn't cover it with duct tape, anyone that I came into contact with would get scratched up or I could get stuck on someone's jersey. That wasn't very good, and I had to go through a lot of duct tape. So when I saw this change, I was like, great, okay, this is better because we're not scratching each other up as much. Um, The soft side is exposed now instead. But for some reason, I don't know why, but within maybe two months of owning these new elbow pads that were pretty much the same thing, they were falling apart. They were getting ripped to shreds on the interior, And I've still never figured out why. The only change was that Velcro thing, but they were just getting torn up. And it might be just the Velcro touching it while they were in my bag, getting ripped apart, like maybe when I was washing them in the washer. But it's just not as good a product anymore. The very basic 187 elbow pad, for some reason, just, it's not great. I have, I really needed new elbow pads. I I went to RollerCon and bought some more. I'm okay with what I have now. I ended up getting the 187 slim elbow pads. It has a nice slim profile. They're still taking up more space on my arm than the other ones, which I don't like, but they're holding up really well. I'm not having that shredder issue happening at all with these elbow pads. And uh, a teammate of mine actually just got some new elbow pads, which I think are super interesting. These are the triple eight stealth hard cap elbow pads. They have a low profile design and the hard cap is 
um, there's like a, it's hidden under a Kevlar exterior. So there's some material over the hard part. So you're not scratching it on the floor when you take a fall that involves your elbows. And um, they're really breathable. She says that she feels really good in them and um, they're not making her too sweaty, but they are more expensive. I think they are running like $50. That's a lot to pay for elbow pads. I feel like elbow pads are more reasonable in the $20 to $30 range tops, like more like $25. 50 is hard to pay, but if you can afford it or somebody's buying you a gift, maybe you can gift yourself some really sweet elbow pads. Uh, they seem really cool. Moving on. Number five, wrist guards. Wrist guards can be anything you want. They're pretty cheap. They run, a lot of them run like maybe $18. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to recommend the ones I like best because, um, the Adam wrist guards are only $12 and they don't cover as much skin as the other ones. If you're someone who's really worried about your wrists, get regular wrist guards. But for me, I really like how breathable these are because my hand is pretty exposed. I've got lots of airflow. I don't feel like my wrist guards smell nearly as bad as other wrist guards. And they're only 12 bucks. That's nothing. That being said, they usually last about a season. But when I look at that price, I'm like, you know what? I'll pay 12 bucks every year if I have to, if they're going to make me feel this comfortable. So that's just my personal preference. I think the other ones, you might get more seasons out of them, but I just really like being comfortable. So I'm okay with paying that price tag. And last but not least, mouth guards. Oh, I started out with one of those generic whatever mouth guards that you just don't know what you're doing and you have to take it out to talk to people and that's kind of no good. You really need to communicate in Derby. You don't have the option of, uh, you know, just being like a football player and sticking that giant like pacifier thing in your mouth and not talking to anyone. That That's silly. So I still think that the um, Sisu mouth guards are the best. They're super thin, moldable. I like being able to drink water and talk and breathe. So I've always liked them. I've always enjoyed them. They've, um, they're a good price. They're usually what, 20 bucks, something like that. You can get them in colors if colors are your thing. I know you can also get custom mouth guards from your dentist. If you talk to somebody, I was even just offered a custom mouth guard opportunity with uh, the rugby team, <laughs> uh, which would be fun, but I really like the mouth guard I have. I prefer the white one because it looks the nicest in photos. Not going to lie. That's, um, that's important to me. And, um, yeah, so those are, okay. The top six most important things you need to know. Hopefully I have helped you in your shopping and you can put some things on your list and maybe get some family members to buy them for you because it is super important that you have decent skates, a really good helmet high quality knee pads, do whatever you want with elbow pads and wrist guards. But I, I hope I helped you out pointing you in the direction that your preferences would lead you. And the CC mouth guards are really sweet. Um, that is it for the part one Christmas shopping list. I hope my research will have done you some good. 
and I will be back very soon with part two. So we have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew.